Welcome, Divine Expander, to The Riley June Show. As your host, I am dedicated to helping you unlock your soul's gifts, consciousness, and live a life of true divine expansion. As a psychic medium, spiritual mentor, and conscious healer, I have learned through self-practice and activating thousands of women with my work what it's like to truly harness and embody your soul's gifts. If you're looking for self-mastery, life purpose, and the confidence to live life aligned, you've come to the right place. Now let's dive in and lean into your soul's truth in all ways. Hello, my beautiful Divine Expander. Welcome to our session today. Today is going to be a really deep session. Today is going to be a thinking session. Today I'm going to really provoke you in a powerful and impactful way to hopefully bring you to this level of openness where you are stepping into awakening and allowing the messages that are flowing through yourself, your Divine God Truth, within you. Now, before we dive into this episode, I'm going to context the word God. So I believe in God. If your thing is universe, divine, angels, please feel free to resonate with your truth and fill in the blanks as such. I'm also going to use the word devil, Um, probably uh, not a lot, but I'm going to use it throughout this episode. And the reason I want to context this before we go in is because I don't typically talk much about devil, but devil can also be, you know, the ego, it's temptation, right? And you'll understand why I bring this up in a moment and why I'm even contexting this to start. And it's really important because in order for you to understand or start to really conceptualize the faucet of this this message, this session that we are going to go into today, it is very important for you to, for me to walk you through the process and the steps of what it is that we're going to bring to light, what we are going to unearth today within ourselves. So before we dive in, I want to thank our sponsor of this episode, Golden Code. They are a demi-precious jewelry that instills high vibrational light language into each piece, helping you to activate balance, consciousness, and is an absolute tool of your ascension. If you are someone who loves high vibe jewelry to assist and complement your daily vibes, go ahead and head to the link in the show notes, utilize the code AFF15 and save yourself 15% off on your purchase. All right, you guys, we are going to talk about the meaning of life and what your life truly means to you because this isn't really something that's talked about enough, I feel. And it's really why we feel so disconnected from trusting we're on the right path or that we're doing the right thing or that our life is actually meaningful in some way is because we do not take the time to really sit. Like, I mean, really sit down, like not just your 15, 20 minute journaling session that you do in the morning at the end of the day or you rush to get through just because, you know, somewhere someone's told you that that's going to help you. But I mean, like really sit down and no time limits, no constraint, no agenda And just allowing yourself to process the question of what does your life mean to you? 
And so in this session today, we're going to unravel what's holding you back. We're going to talk about the concept of proving yourself right. And I'm going to help you to really step into alignment with your highest good in the energy of love. Okay. So in order to get into this session more in depth and for you to really unearth the the journey that I'm going to take you on today, I first want to start with sharing um, my experience. So on, I should probably use dates, on April 11th, um, me and my husband went and attended a rally for a church that was barricaded and fenced off from the congregation. Now, we don't attend this church and we're not um, Catholic people um so we don't really we don't read the bible well actually in most recent weeks my husband has really turned to it which is really powerful and you'll also start to see why i context some of these things and so you just wait for that um but we've really come into a whole new level of faith within ourselves within god and really just stepping into this space of truly truly unearthing what we are here to do and what we are capable of and a source and a power so much more divine than even the most intelligent human mind could not fully conceptualize in its power and its purpose and this is really important and you're going to see why in a moment so we go to this rally and as always, if you're someone who has, you know, really started to see a lot of the way the media spins experiences, you know, any sort of protest is not going to get the type of positive um, media that it is meant to get as it always starts with good, powerful intentions. I can't say always, but in this case, it was out of a good, powerful, positive intention. It was parishioners and it was people who are coming from all over Alberta, Grand Prairie, Lethbridge, White Court, Red Deer, Calgary, Edmonton, all over Edmonton. And they were gathering and we were singing and we were coming together and we were praying and we were hugging each other and we were welcoming each other in with open arms and just being human. When was the last time you just felt like it was safe to be human? And that's what we were doing here. And and like I said, we aren't a part of this church, but we we stand for something and we stand for people and we stand for being able to be free in our own sovereignty and our own energy. And it's literally what I've been teaching for two and a half years. So when my husband has come into this deeper level of faith within himself and his belief systems, he wanted to go to this and he wanted to be around people for this reason. Now, um, this is something really powerful for me to share and, and slightly vulnerable as well as we're not 100% on the same page with our belief systems. Now, I always believe in God. I've never been a big um, believer in Jesus Christ and things like that. Um, not that I don't necessarily believe it's not true, but I've never really taken the time to dive into it or follow it or understand it. Um, or I guess I should say understand him and his message. But I've always believed in something bigger than me. And so in the last like week and a half, my husband's come into, you know, really receiving God and Jesus into his heart and love and faith. And like, it's so powerful, like such a loving experience. Like there's really no conf confrontation in any of this, except for what is coming up within myself, where I'm really in being invited to sit with open eyes and open arms and embrace him in this, what happened in literally overnight, him totally changing his point of view and his perspective and his beliefs and faith and himself. Like he went from being so isolated and, and suppressed and feeling depressed in these last two years 
from not only just the grievance of his experience with his surgeries and dying, but also with the isolation of the world. And he's very extroverted. So it really dampened his spirits to all of a sudden, a week ago, just overnight changing. All of it was gone. And so for me, I really had was taken back by this because I had witnessed him in a certain way for so long and, and not through anger or you know, sadness, but just that that was just what I became used to. And in the blink of an eye, he was all of a sudden this completely different person and that's okay and there's nothing wrong there. But for me, I really had to lean into my tools because I was being faced with, in, in not a bad way, but being faced with embracing him in a completely different light overnight. And it was so beautiful and it was, it's so magnetic and magical to watch this but I also had a very you know specific type of experience with him that I have cultivated in a long period of time that I'm now needing to adjust and adapt overnight to so for me I was very taken aback by it but so we went to this protest and it was so beautiful for people to pray over him and now I'm getting emotional (laughs) for people to just openly receive him for how he was showing up and and these tears are happy and it's really important for me to put these things in here because we all go through things and we feel so ashamed of feeling our feelings and I literally last night just recorded the Divine Feminine Awakening training that is in the Ascension program and it was all about just feeling your feelings and letting them flow because this isn't sadness that I'm releasing but there's a version of me that's not even mourning, but just contemplating this this inner conflict of, you know, what's right and what's real and what's different and what's now. And so there's emotions that come up through that. And as we awaken and we ascend into this divine feminine energy of being truly ourselves and embodying that without shame, we get to feel our feelings. And so it was really such a beautiful thing to just watch and be so embraced when he's sought out um Um, love and acceptance from his family and hasn't really had that or experienced that you know his whole life and to just have strangers putting their hands on his back and his heart and just praying over him and and loving on him and it was such a beautiful thing to see again these are happy tears and this will move through me accordingly So as we were there, everyone was cordial and everyone was under the, you know, unified understanding that we're there at a peace. We're at, you know, we're at a church and we're doing the right thing. And we also very much among all of us understand that the police also don't want to be in the position that they're in. And so many people had gone over and talked to them and they're very cordial on both sides of this, the protesters and the police. And, you know, a lot of the police are Christians and they hand selected this task because they knew that there were other people on the force that if they didn't choose it that it would go into the wrong hands and so people were there like really out of love and when I say this and I share this and I crack open it's like this is the power of love this is the power of having a meaning in life this is the power of more than just existing in your life and just going to your job and paying your bills and getting the groceries and hopefully getting organic and hopefully doing this thing right and hopefully doing that thing right and hopefully being welcomed and appeased by other people's narratives in life. And this is this is love that's pouring through me. This is happiness and it cracks me wide open and it's so 
beautiful. It is so beautiful. And this is why I'm so passionate about teaching people energy because when you can get into a space where you are so comfortable showing up exactly as you are in any way with no shame, like that is the true power of embodying love. And that's why it's so important to have faith in something bigger than you. Because if you're always relying on solely yourself, you're never going to be able to find the depths of the faith that you can have within you because you're reliant on a single point of view and perspective that is relevant to a space and time and something of faith. God, in my case, is above. It is beyond. It is transcended above space and time. And that's really helped me to stand in my truth and share my message and teach and welcome in the guidance and channel the information and you know connect with spirit and and be able to walk people through such beautiful divine radical transformations in their lives and walk them through it because they're the one doing the work I'm just simply merely a mirror an example a teacher of what they are unearthing within themselves and as we move in this life it's so important for us to find ourselves but in order to find ourselves we must first start with having faith in something bigger than ourselves so we go to this protest it's very cordial and the news media is there obviously and there was this this was a nine-hour protest okay and I can't even necessarily call this a protest because literally we were people standing around singing oh Canada hymns praying with each other sharing each other's inspirational stories like so Canadian right like just so beautiful and there was this 10 minute window where 15 or something people like came out of what seemed like nowhere and started just ripping the fence down so of course the news that's what they decided to film and we understood and Anyone who goes into a protest, I hope you understand that that's likely what's going to then be portrayed as the narrative. Um, and so there is this 10 minute window out of this nine hour beautiful protest where people started a select group of people really, you know, took it and, and went the wrong way. And you can hear in even the narrative that's being spun on the media that there's people in the background shouting like leave the fence alone put the fence up and to the point where even patrons stepped in after some of the cops took over and like de-escalated the situation the the protesters went and helped the cops put the fence back up because our purpose isn't to take the fence down it's all a symbol of so much more and on the flip side of this there also happened to be this incident where there was people parking on um, Enoch Reserve land. And uh, some of the people who were there at the very beginning of this uh, were welcomed, said that they were welcomed by a couple people who were like around the edge of the perimeter of their land and watching everything, welcomed to go and park on this like side road right on the very front corner of their land. And then shortly after, there obviously was a communication error and then people from the Enoch community came over and they started chasing and wanting these people off their land and um, and then it got, it escalated for again a very brief period of time. The police came over, they handled it. Most of the people who had parked on their land were located and they moved their cars willingly and then it turned into this huge protest on, on the other side of this about um, people in these church protesters infringing on this Enoch land. And you have to understand that now that the narrative, now that the narratives have been spun in the direction that they're meant to be projected at people, 
it's turned into people standing up in love and with God and grace and just fundamentally speaking their mind freely like we are available to do in a democratic society to people then infringing on Native American land. And there's, and I'm not saying this is right either, but there's no signage there. You know, it could have been handled better by the people who are organizing this. And again, for the most part, this was a very short period of time where this was an issue and it was relatively quickly resolved. And, you know, people aren't there to piss people off. But of course, it turned into this whole race thing where entitled people are infringing on Native American land. And it's like, if there was a fence put up on this reserve and all of a sudden people came to protest this reserve but then parked on the church's land it wouldn't be spun in the way where it's like oh these protesters standing up for these native americans are infringing anti-christian standing on this on this christian land it's the duality of the experience and so you have to understand that when you go into standing up for someone, you have to be someone, something, yourself, a life, a meaning. When you go into standing up for meaning in life, that's what I stand for. I stand for a meaningful life. And that's what I teach people how to unearth and unravel within themselves and connect to. But when you decide one day, today, tomorrow, 12 years ago, where, whenever that is for yourself, to stand for a meaningful life, you have to understand that other people will operate from a wounded perspective, whether it is paid, whether it is portrayed, whether it is a, a, just an individual wound, is people will stand up against you. They will tell you, you are wrong. This isn't right. This isn't this. This isn't that. No, don't. This can't, won't, shouldn't. But you have to be so solid in your convictions. You have to be so solid in your truth, in your narrative, that you know that no matter what, you are approaching this with an open heart and an open mind and a connection to a faith bigger than yourself, that you're not there to be right, but you are there to stand up for a right, for a right to be, to experience, to see, to unearth your own identity. And that's what's being suppressed. And that's what these people who showed up to this protest were there to portray is that we are our own individual people and we cannot blanket one circumstance, one situation over everyone else. Everyone in every given moment is experiencing something different than the other. You can have two people, two twins, live in the same household, grow up by the same parents and have two completely different experiences in that home positive, negative, or neutral. Because each person isn't meant to perceive everything the same way. We can have a collective understanding. We can have create collective groups and identities, but it is not at the benefit of the individual to unearth and unravel and to be in their own ascension, healing, experience, transcendent above and beyond the paradigm of our systematic suppression when we plug into a group identity that is the consumption of then what becomes an individual identity, you must go into a group experience, a collective experience with your own foundational identity already portrayed and understood within you. So that when someone comes to sway you in a different way, when the devil of temptation, even if it's for a good cause, 
The devil of temptation will show up in so many different elements of your life. And when you have a faith in something higher than you, you can turn to it in your darkest moments of your darkest hours of your darkest days. And you can call out the devil, the temptation, the thing that does not resonate with you and ask your own God, your own faith, your own source, universe, angels, wherever your belief may lie for the truth that is needed and necessary within you at that time. And you can lead with the compassion that maybe this person just sees something different than you and that's okay. And maybe this person doesn't understand what you understand and that's okay. And maybe this person is wounded and that's okay. And you can pray for them or you can send love to them or you can, you know, invite in grace for them. Whatever it is you feel called to send powerful, positive energy back to them. We tend to think that Having a meaningful life means that we need this validation from everyone outside of us when having a meaningful life means that you are so plugged into your own divine source, faith, God, that it almost doesn't even matter what someone else says to you and you see and hear and feel everything from the energy in which they are approached. Someone can come to you and start talking about this beautiful divine experience in their life that they are so elated about and you will see their excitement and you will, you know, rejoice in their excitement and you will be with their excitement. But if you come from an energy standpoint, not only will you feel the excitement, but you also will feel the wound. You should feel the wound that is releasing and healing or that is also guiding or directing, I should say, or guiding or directing the narrative in which they are approaching that. You can always feel the lie in a story. You can always feel the lie in a story. And if not in someone else, you can always feel it within yourself. I'm someone who used to, um, like, how do I want to word this? Like, say white lies. Like, it was just, it was so absurd. And, and this is something that I really worked on within myself over the last few years. It was like, this isn't an appropriate example, but you'll get the context. And it. it's like, what kind of tea are you having? Oh, I'm having Earl Grey when I'm actually having mint tea. Like that, I've never actually done that. But it was like, oh, you know, this person said this. And like, it was slightly different. It was spun to my own narrative. And that's what everybody does in some way, shape or form. But when you do that inner healing work, when you really stand in your faith, in yourself, you are willing To speak your truth, no matter who you are talking to, you're not spinning a narrative anymore. You're just free to express the way that you perceive your reality and hold the meaning with such honor and worship and gratitude that it doesn't matter if someone doesn't agree, it's still just as meaningful within you. A life of meaning is a life worth living, a life, a life feeling lost from purpose, from everything, seeking external validation and this is going to save me or this is going to be just or this is going to get the most attention or likes or clickbait or, you know, these people will agree with me most. I'm going to swear, fuck that. I know you are listening to this because you are not here and available for a life that is approved by everyone. You are not meant to appease and be approved by everyone. You are only meant to allow yourself to be approved by one person, one thing, and that is your faith. In my case, God. 
fill in your own blank. <laughs> I say I'm going to only context God and then I'm like, ah, oh, I feel like I just got to. See, even with me, I'm still creating a more relatable message and dampering my own faith in this experience and my truth to create a relatable narrative so you're not feeling triggered. But my job is literally to provoke you. My job, my job as a healer, as a light worker is literally to provoke you and not in a way of shame, but in a way where you question what you see, what you experience, what you believe. Because if you can question that, then you can find your own reality within your own truth and your own meaning beyond what everybody else is saying is right or wrong. It's, it's to the point where we are so restricted in having this, how do I want to word this? We're so restricted in the way where we have been literally damned to say anything. Damned if you do, damned if you won't. Curiosity killed the cat. Entrepreneurship is garbage and it never works or only 1% succeed. Standing up for your rights is belligerence. You know, like it's, it's just, it's so interesting to me it's so fascinating to me because then when you actually speak logic like literally logic to someone and not and now I'm way better at this now I wasn't in the beginning of all of this like March 2020 to like probably a good chunk of most of last year but now when I speak to people and they don't agree with me I just ask them why well why why is that why do you believe that what is it what is it within that that sounds and resonates with you? I don't even ask for data or facts or links because it's irrelevant. If I want to know, I'm going to go out of my own way to find those links for myself and that's something that you know, we've gotten so good at letting and waiting, sorry, expecting and waiting for the information to show up at our doorstep to be able to figure out what it is that is true. But it's the truth doesn't lie when someone gives it to you. The truth lies when you look for it within you, period, period. And if you allow someone and expect someone else to provide the information to you, well, now you're tuning into the devil of temptation, a truth, a narrative, a, a desire, an intention that is not one of your own. Imagine how lost people are expecting, and maybe this even resonates with you, imagine how lost you can be when you're always expecting someone else to provide a truth for you. Where's your truth in someone else's truth? Because every single person holds a very powerful, unique signature blueprint that is a fraction of a bigger truth always always and it is perceived by attitudes and beliefs and surroundings and environments and people and places and ideologies and energy so you if those are you know just some factors a handful of factors that allows you to perceive a particular narrative that means that those variants alone is going to be different for someone else because then you have to take their heritage and their attitude and their beliefs and their ideologies and their energy and their understanding and their points of views and, and all of those other things and their identity in perceiving a message. So what does your life mean to you? Does your life mean enough to take the time to really tune out of all of this consumption of distraction and chaos and start tuning into you? Is your life worth 
finding and seeking a faith, a belief in something higher than you and really leaning on that. So in the darkest moments of the darkest days of your darkest hours, you don't walk yourself out of greatness. You don't change your mind. And we have this narrative, well, I need to prove that this is right. I need to prove to this person what they see is not true. I need to prove to this person that there's something else. What if we just start proving to ourselves that we are right in our own beliefs and not to be righteous, but just that it's what is what matters to us. It's what matters to you. That it is enough to be right for you. That if this person believes the opposite side of the coin, let's use a controversial example. If you believe this technological medicine is, because let's call it what it is, all right? <laughs> let's, let's call it what it is, okay? Moderna calls their own product uh, technological medicine, all right? So... I don't know much viruses that have technology involved, but, you know, we all get to be the judge in this. So let's say you believe the technological medicine is is good for you and someone else believes that it's not good for you. And we start fighting over these details, these minuscule details like it's this, it's that, it's this, it's that, it does this, it doesn't do that, it doesn't do this, it does this. It's like... What if your belief is just so right and settled within you that you can look at that person and say, you know what, I'm just going to pray for you. I'm just going to send you love. I'm just going to allow you to speak your truth because that's what's true to you. And we're all on the right path. That person believing the opposite of you is on the right path. They are designed to believe what they believe in this very moment because it is so important and crucial for their own timeline. That's why these you must go into a group identity or a group belief knowing and unearthing your own identity within it because you can get so lost and consumed within someone else's narrative and story that it becomes toxic. It becomes this devil of temptation of just persuading yourself to leave your own foundation and belief behind to succumb to someone else's truth. And we're here to find our own truth. That's the whole purpose of becoming the divine expander in your life. That you tune in to the narrative of your own divinity and you expand your own life and you find like-minded people and you relate and you disagree and you share and you, um, you know, open up to possibility, but you, at the end of the day, formulate your own opinion. So what if from today on we make this promise that we are going to, you are going to unearth your own faith in a consciousness higher than you. Mine is God. You choose for you. And that we stop leading to prove everyone else right. Because if you go into something trying to prove to someone else that you're right, you've already lost your way in that. You've already started to approach this from an egoic place. And it's going to be hard for yourself to take those steps back to find your own connection to love and grace. That's just how it works. And unfortunately, that's how we're conditioned to walk through life. But it's okay because you're here today and you're listening to this message and you're not lost. You're not out of time. You have tons of time. Today is the perfect time. So let's start leading with proving ourselves right. That your belief, your understanding, your connection, your feelings, what you're experiencing, what you're seeing is enough to be right. And that if someone disagrees, that instead you just hold space for compassion, you send love their way, or you just see that it's okay to not 
see the same thing. I don't even necessarily agree with agree to disagree because it's so passive aggressive and it just blankets this, well, we don't need to talk about that. But why don't we start leaning into each other's narrative with curiosity instead of anger and frustration? Imagine how much more peaceful everybody would feel right now if we all just listen to each other. That's the problem with cancel culture is whether you participate in the hashtag of it or not, we're all so quick to cancel someone else's narrative. But, you know, if someone believes that something outside of them is going to save them, whether it be this technological medicine or it be the government or it be this person or this spouse or this amount in their bank account or whatever it is, they're operating from a wound, can't you see? And that's okay, but identify it for what it is and you don't have to call them out for it or say, you know what, you're you're wrong because you're wounded and that's not good. It's like, well, no, they're exactly where they need to be. So just admire them for taking the actions to be exactly where they are right now. Because they'll find their truth eventually. And if not, that's a part of their own soul's journey. That's not your responsibility. And if you take what I share in this episode today and you really, like really sit down, no agenda, no time frame, just sit down and think about the meaning of your life and what you stand for and how you believe what you believe to be right and true just simply for you. Even if your spouse disagrees, even if your family disagrees, your children disagree, your co-workers disagree, your family disagrees, social media disagrees, that it's okay within you. It's settled within you. You will align yourself to the highest good with love because you are operating from a place of grace and compassion, which is the embodiment of love. And you will find that the magnetic force within your body will bring forth the events that you are desiring so clearly, so inevitably, so obviously, so abundantly, because you're not worried about the external world being your validation. You're allowing your faith in God, your own divinity to be your source of validation. And that's where we got so turned around in society. So... I invite you to continue this journey to seek the magic within you. And I want to share something with you very quickly before we um, close out our session today. And it is something that one of my, where is it? It is something that one of my um, divine membership students shared with us today. And it just... It just made my heart so happy to read this this morning. Okay, so uh, bear with me. You're going to come through this adventure. All of a sudden, I can't find it. Oh, there we go. All right. So what she shared was this. Oh, my God, I have to share. Since starting meditation with Riley, my life has changed. I healed like crazy. My intuition is doing crazy things that never happened, body signs. My motivation is up the roof. And even my coaching business that I've wanted to get clarity on for over a year is finally getting so clear. You have a beautiful, powerful gift, my friend, that I've, that I've never seen it experienced before. I've done meditations before, but not this powerful. Thank you. If you're not in her Divine Expander VIP group, you have to get in there. It's life-changing. What's so beautiful about her testimony is that all I did was merely guide her to find exactly the same space that I am inviting you to create from this session today. I show up, 
to channel through powerful guided meditations three days a week that if you cannot make it live, you can tune into on your own time. That there's this community of like-minded places and uh, like-minded people who are all seeking their own divine wisdom within themselves. That there's training so that it's accessible to everyone. $22.22 a month. It's accessible. It's Netflix a month. It's takeout once a month. It's accessible and it fuels your soul instead of fueling an egoic identity. It fuels your soul because it's all about you finding yourself. And when I led with the mission of service this year, it is exactly what I set out to do is to help be a mirror for people and to share the wisdom and knowledge and truth and the training and the guidance that I receive from accredited people, from teachers, from healers, from consciousness, from God, from within myself, so that you can unearth these powerful experiences too, because it is not just within me, it is also within you. And we... We don't have time to be lost anymore and not out of urgency and not out of fear and not out of scarcity, but because there is a mission, there is a purpose, there's a meaning within you that is needing to come to fruition in your life. The world needs you to experience your desires because if you experience your desires, you are creating a ripple effect of positive change in the world and around you in your own life and everyone else's life. Whether they choose to see it or to question it or to tune into it or to learn from it, that is their journey at this time. This is what holding a meaningful life can feel like, means, gets to be. And it's not that far from you, I promise you, but it is within you and it is going to require work because nothing good and nothing that you get to tune into with the highest amount of gratitude and love ever came from just sitting on a couch and flicking a remote. It came from truly doing the work. So today, I invite you to really take the time to sit down and take some notes from this session and where can you create space in your life to be able to tune into what meaning for you means in this life. Because I promise you, it is the most expanded, divine, loving, embracing experience that you will ever have in this life. But it must start with space and it must lead with faith. And you must be willing to go forward holding that belief to be enough within yourself first and always. If the Divine Expander membership is a place that you feel called to be to unearth some of these things with your like with like-minded people in a community, then the link is in the show notes for that as well. I was originally going to make this my conspiracy three out of three episodes. So I started this middle of last year where I was going to do three episodes of going through all the conspiracy theories to really uh, correlate them and if you haven't listened to them I invite you to go back to those episodes and really listen to one and two because some of those things have actually even unfolded at this point in time so now who's to say that they're a theory anymore um, but this third one I've been really cultivating with my guides and um, we are going to sit down me and my guides and and the internet and we're going to gather some more information for you to be able to not only listen to what I share, but also to be able to um, really take the time to go and seek it for yourself if you feel called. 
I want to be a resource. I'm a resource. I'm a frontline activator, which means that I'm going to stand on the front lines with humanity. I, I don't feel called at this point to put myself up in a, in a sixth, seventh, eighth dimension, though I do channel from those spaces. I'm very much here to hold the fifth dimensional vibrational frequency in the third dimensional paradigm so that I can help bring souls to their conscious light. That's my mission. And it is so fulfilling. Oh, I just want to cry even thinking about it. It's so fulfilling being in a mission, being in your purpose. These are happy tears again. And it's so powerful not feeling shame and guilt to just feel like I am safe to be myself because I created and cultivated that solitude within me so deep. And I know that if someone were to judge me for this episode, which I know that won't be you, we are such good friends and we we love each other. I know that it won't be. And even if it were to be, that's okay too. Because I hope that if, if any case it did, I know that it provoked something within you. I know it provoked a devil of temptation that you're holding on to. So I want to end this session today with just letting you know that I love you that you're exactly where you need to be, that so are other people as well. And we are all here just seeking our own soul truth and identity. All right. I am sending you so much love. Until next time. Hey, before you go, I wanted to take a moment to just thank you so much for tuning in with me each and every week. If you weren't already aware, new episodes drop on Mondays. If you could please be so kind as to screenshot this episode, tag me on Instagram at Riley June with your biggest takeaway. Or if you know someone who could really use the insight and guidance provided to you in this session today, I would love for you to go ahead and share this directly to them. I look forward to continuing to bring you insight, guidance, and self-mastery activation tools that you can implement into your life now to truly evolve and become the divine expander that you are. All right, I cannot wait to chat with you soon. And remember, don't forget to go and find the magic in today.